1: Work all day, stress all night Take your mind off your money
0: and focus on your life Money don't matter for the stuff it parts It's the way you think, not what you've got, yeah
1: Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now Get your money man right
2: Today's show is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com/freebook and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show, everyone! Thanks for stopping by. We are so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagenhalls, flanked by my producer extraordinaire Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And we will help you get your money mind right on today's episode with these great features. First off, key three, dreams with deadlines. Our moolah word of the day, how about some debt consolidation in your future? Oh, yeah. Our moneyism has to do with money being a terrible master. Money dramas, are you too in debt to invest? Hmm, Interesting. How about minutes on your money? Let's talk top 10 saving strategies. Trivia question is always based on a previous show. That would be take action, make assessment. You going to make it over there? I need to do some hiney lick maneuver or something. No, (laughs) you're fine. (laughs) And uh, we've got the headmaster for the school of startups, Jim Beach, joining us today. As always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time and reducing stress using these proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. Insiders Club members enter automatically in our weekly giveaways. However, if you are not a member and would like to compete for great money management tools, just answer today's trivia question correctly. So, Bring This week's trivia question is, in last week's show, we talked about our first action as organic. And what were we going to do by going green? We were going to do something by going green because we are looking for the when and why behind... The what, so we can figure out the how to fix it. Remember? Yeah. Okay. But you don't know the answer. (laughs) Okay. Well, one time you got it. I you did get it one time. So that was good. Well, if you happen to know the right answer, you can win one of three ways. You can call in, chat in, or email in to win. If you want to call in, that number is one eight six six nine six six ninety four twenty. 966 9420 That's 866-966-9420. If you're listening live from the website, you can hop in the chat room. I'm here, ready for you and your potential right answer. And if you were listening from a syndicator or from a podcast, I I just found out my cousin found us on Downcast on the Downcast app. So I was all excited about that. (laughs) Yes, so we're everywhere. So if you're listening from one of those and don't have the opportunity to call in or if you're driving around, never fear, email is here. All you have to do is send us an email to trivia at UIW Radio with your potential right answer so you can win fabulous prizes. And if you have no idea what the answer is, everyone can still walk away winner. For those of you who are listeners of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Just visit our website to get started today. So how about some minutes on your money, shall we? Sounds good. Would you like 10 ways to save? Oh,
0: yeah.
2: To help you reach your goal? Here are 10 top savvy saving strategies, courtesy of Financial Post, to help you repair your finances and reach your goals. First, save your leftovers. A lot of us do this by default. We wait until the end of the month after money has been sucked away for rent or mortgages or insurance or car payments or debt interest payments or the like. And anything that is left over goes toward our longer term goals. But what happens if there's nothing to save? We need to save upfront and then if there's stuff left over, we can save that too. So that's just an additional saving strategy. Uh, number two, set aside a certain amount every month. Learn how much you should be putting away. Financial planning company LearnVest suggests using the 50-20-30 rule. 50% of your paycheck should go to essentials like housing, food, et cetera. 30 should go to lifestyle choices like cable, entertainment, movies, things like that. And then 20% should go to financial priorities like debt repayment, retirement contributions, emergency savings, etc. 50, 30, 20. 50, 30, 20. It's kind of a, or actually 50, 20, 30. That's weird that he did it that way because yeah. then they contradicted themselves. Anyway, we have our own strategy at Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And if you would like to learn more, just visit the website. How about save at least eight times your ending salary? What? Wait a minute. Ending
0: salary?
2: Yes. What's an ending salary? Before you retire, the last moolah you make actively. So how do you get there? You need to try to save at least as much as your current salary saved by 35. So if you make, you know, 75,000 a year, by the time you're 35, you should have 75 in the bank.
1: Okay.
2: Have three times of your salary saved at 45. And so once you have the power of compound interest, it'll get going though. It'll get going. You can make that happen. Because time will take care of itself. Because remember, it doubles every so many years based on your interest rate. So that's totally doable. If you've got the first leg by the time you're 35, 10 more years later, you could totally have the second part. All right. And then five times by 55, which is another 10 years. But again, remember when your money doubles, 75 becomes 150. 150 doubled becomes 300 see how it gets going yeah. so 300 then becomes 600 600 becomes 1.2 million right. see so it doesn't take many doubling cycles to really get rich right and the longer you let it go the richer you'll be yeah you know so that's the key so it so if you can let it go that fast cuz it's doubling at a rate faster than that multiple if you think about it mm-hmm. You know, so, cause 75 goes into 300 how many times? Four. There you go. See, so that's four times, but it only had double once. Mm -hmm. So it creates the momentum as it goes. So, so it's very, very doable. So, uh, fidelity analysts assume you start saving when you're 25. So you only have to start saving 10 years before that first big bump of where you need to be. So, uh, most will retire at sixty-seven and will live to age ninety-two, and you will likely spend eighty-five percent of your salary in retirement. Right. So, if you make, let's just do it for the sake of math. If you, yeah. if you, if you make ten thousand dollars a year, you'll spend eighty-five hundred of it, is what they're estimating. And if you, if it's been in a, you know, a, a like a Roth IRA, you done paid your taxes on it, you're like pulling out tax-free. Yeah, You know what I mean? So if you think about that savings, you know, it, it makes it real easy. Uh, the earlier you start or the later you retire, the more moolah you're going to have. And remember, just a few bucks each and every day early on can mean lots of bucks later on.
0: Yeah. So Aut- so know, that's the key. Automatic savings, too. I, I would. Do you have that on the list?
2: Uh, I don't know. We're not down that far yet. Uh. Well, maybe that's part of that set aside a certain amount yeah, every it, month. Yeah, I
0: mean, having the bank take it out of your checkbook for you. Right. I think that's r- really key.
2: Right. So uh, number four is create a personalized plan and save just enough. Figure out a dollar figure for your retirement or your children's education and work backwards. That's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. How funny. In our dreams with deadlines, planning backwards. Uh, with retirement, for example, online calculators can help you determine how much you'll need, adjusted for inflation, and etc. cetera. Uh, consider seeing a financial planner who can help you with the math if you are not confident. Uh, also, pay down your mortgage. Your primary residence is a tax-free investment, and putting money toward the mortgage is another form of forced savings. However... Uh, they they mentioned that you are putting your money into an illiquid asset. So I would say, instead of paying down this mortgage, start saving up for another one that you can go as an yeah, investment property that creates cash flow for you.
0: There's definitely dif- differences of opinion on yeah.
2: that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not into that pay down your mortgage thing. Uh, so... Uh, number six, invest your savings as a general rule. Subtract your age from 100 and put that percentage of your retirement savings in stock while the rest goes into safer investments such as bonds. So um, after we subtract your age from 100, what do we have? Five? <laughs> <laughs> Five. <laughs> Wise guy. About, about 40. You know, I should really stop that because if I'm going to be practicing these four agreements like I started at yeah. the beginning of the year, I'm not being impeccable with my word. And that's not very good. Yeah. Oh. And someday somebody's going to pick on me. You're right. But
0: I don't care. I, <laughs> I really don't care. And I was always the young guy in the, in the band. So now I'm the old guy in the band. It's, a, it's
2: a, Oh, I know. how Crazy how that shifts. Little, yeah, it's a little weird. I know. You know. Uh, Carrie, whom I love and adore and couldn't live without, who makes all of this run, said to me, thank you so much for being my mentor and friend. I learned so much from you. I'm like, really? Because I thought I was flying by the seat of my pants. (laughs) 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 I'm still learning, too. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's amazing how that
2: works. (laughs) Okay. So six, how about invest your savings? All right. Um, So so, subtract the age and that much needs to be cranking in stocks. So, because uh, uh, you still got some gambling time left. No, yeah, you know, I mean,
0: <clears throat> they, they, I think my guys have me in mutual funds. I think they've pretty much got me out of stocks completely. It's too volatile.
2: Well, but, but what do you think are in your mutual funds? <laughs> yeah, but they're,
0: they're m- a little more managed, though, right? Right? Mutual funds?
2: Well, yeah, but that doesn't have anything to do. It's still individual stocks. They just, yeah. instead of being all in IBM, you're like spread in like 30 yeah. or 50 stocks.
0: So, you know, it sounds a little more balanced and controlled to me.
2: Wow. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to mess yeah, with you. Yeah, You're yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah. on the phone calling yeah. your financial advisor on the next commercial break. Hey, Heather up. just said this. What do I what do I need to know? What's going on? I'm nervous now. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay, how about seven? Make your IRA contribution do double duty by taking any refund that you receive from the IRS and throwing that towards your savings Back goals. Uh, Number eight, look for opportunities where someone is going to match you or give you extra benefit. You've got to take that match. It's got to happen from your 401k. You're ridiculous not to. Where else can you get a guaranteed 50% return or better?
0: Where? Nowhere. I know. Yeah. And you don't have to
2: wait for it. You don't have to wait six months for your 50%. I'm amazed
0: that, you
2: know. That more people don't do it. Uh, Yeah. It's the craziest thing. It's the it's the easiest one I'm overlooked. I'm amazed
0: that the corporations, you know, Jennifer's doctors give her give her match fifty percent. I
2: think. Well, there you go. So There's she's smart. Practice, yeah. She's smart when she takes it. Uh, number nine: start a savings group. It's like a book club with let's books. Well, I don't like that part. <laughs> that doesn't go along with our become a voracious reader key. No. But it looks like a book club with more wine, and it works. A study of Chilean entrepreneurs revealed that those who reported a weekly peer group deposited three and a half times more often into their savings than those without peer support. Mm. That's a cool kind of peer pressure. Yeah. Dude, you only put a hundred bucks away? I put in 150 this week. Oh, yeah. So I'm so going to whip out another 50 bucks more. That's the good kind of peer pressure. Come on, dude. You (laughs) should do it. Everybody's doing it. You should don't. You should Come on. Put that money away. Yeah. I dare you. I double-dog dare you. Yeah. I triple-dog dare you. Remember that from Christmas Story? I triple-dog dare you.
0: I got to see that whole movie. I haven't seen it all the way through.
2: Are you serious? It's only been around for a thousand years.
0: I I, I see it in sections every year, like the beginning, the middle. You know, I grew up, Peter and
2: I were at the same modeling agency together as kids. Did you know? the the kids? Yeah, Peter Billingsley. Wow. Bobby Ball. He was cool. Bobby Ball. He still is cool.
0: And Darren McGavin was the father, right? Darren.
2: Yes. You know you can rent that house and have like a was it McGavin? Yeah, 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 yeah. Darren well, McGavin.
0: He was the nightfly too, or he was one of those detectives in a detective show. I forget what the name of it
2: was. Right. That was uh night No, 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 no. It was uh It'll come to me. Yeah. Uh and last but not least, tackle your debt. Debt is one of the top reasons why people don't save. So, pay off your debt with hot with pay off all of your frivolous debt. We'll just leave it at that uh, because I don't like the rest of the advice that this is giving. So, we're gonna edit this article on the fly like i usually do so we have moolah word we have headmaster from the school for startups if you are thinking about getting your entrepreneur on you want to stay tuned for more jim beach is going to be here we've got keys to riches we've got money dramas we got so much on unlock your wealth radio stay tuned for more right after this
3: commander marty logan here for the top gun seminars
2: i'm heather wagon too much month left over at the end of the money tired of paying off debt again like a slave then tune in to my one minute update on fort myers beach radio for your morning cup of money motivation and for more tips visit crackingyourmoneycode.com
3: attention passengers Please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead.
0: Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success path Patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the US and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602 321 7192, to schedule executive coaching sessions.
3: Thank you for Fine NLP Skills Training Institute.
0: Work all day! Stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life.
2: Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today's show is sponsored in part by Lifelock. Comprehensive identity theft protection from Lifelock helps safeguard your finances, credit, and good name. Get your special offer for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners at unlockyourwealthradio.com slash lifelock and protect your financial future now. I'm Heather Wagenhalls, your maven of moolah, with your maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. Hey, folks. And it's time for the moolah word of the day, and that would be debt consolidation. And debt consolidation is the replacement of multiple loans with a single loan. Often, with a lower monthly payment and longer repayment period, it's also called a consolidation loan. And the problem with these is people get them and then they go nuts again. (laughs) Yeah. And now they've got twice the debt. So, the thing to do would be to create a strategy, because it sounds good. Oh, yeah. So, you can defer your savings, you know, to be invested or whatever, but- but the behavior is there, you know. We
0: did one for the uh, for the college tuition loans. We did Jesse did one for. Uh huh. But I think that was a positive move.
2: Well, but consolidating all student loans into one big one is not consolidating your fifty credit cards right. and garbage no, we together. To do that. Yeah. So 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 that one makes sense yeah. for the student loan gig. Yeah, you
0: got a better better interest rate, a lower payment, and. So I
2: think yeah. So how about our guest, which I've lost, the Where is it? Mr. Beach's bio. Mr. Beach. Mr. Beach, life's a beach. I met Mr. Beach. I was a guest on his show. How were you? Yes, so that's how I met him. He had me talk about I don't remember what. All sorts of things. It was like to do with money, I'm sure. Yes. That would be it. <laughs> I think we were talking identity theft or something like that, I can't remember. But uh anyway, he was so fascinating with what he did and I thought, you know what? This guy needs to come on our show and teach people how to be entrepreneurs. And his first book, as a matter of fact, School for Startups was published by McGraw-Hill. And that is like a textbook publisher, you know. Um and it reached as high as number nine on the Amazon business section. So he started wow. businesses and taught entrepreneurship around the world. And he recently won the Small Business Administration's Media Advocate Award for his terrestrial radio show. That should be us. Why aren't we winning awards? Yeah. Oh, because we don't submit to win, huh? Yeah. You gotta enter. You gotta, gotta enter, enter to that win. money. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it does. That's okay. We got money. Yeah. We're a money show. Yeah, we it should, sort of
0: defeats the purpose after a while. Oh, know. does it? Well, you know. Paying to win? I remember when I w- won my first Emmy and, in, in the, the, you know, I had to pay for the, the, the plaque.
2: <laughs> well, I'm cool with paying for the plaque. That's okay. At least you got an Emmy, for goodness yeah, sakes. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I think you, they give you the plaque for free, for heaven's sakes. You won the award. Yeah. But whatever.
2: That's okay. All my hunting awards I had to pay for. Yeah. And pay to go into the book. But you got to do it because you yeah. want to be in the book. You want to see your name yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, well, Jim received his MBA from the University of Hawaii and the Japan America Institute of Management Science in Tokyo. Um, he specialized in Japanese financial systems and was selected to receive the Fujitsu Foundation for International Education Scholarship and was a member of the Beta Gamma Cigna, and he was also awarded the highest honors. He's worked for Japanese Government Trade Promotion Office, where he helped American companies export like Coke... You know, that's kind of cool. At the age of 25, he founded American Computer Experience from 93 to 2000. He grew the company with no capital infusion to $12 million in annual revenue in over 60 states and in three countries. With locations at MIT, Stanford, UCLA, Georgetown, and other exclusive universities, That was the company's largest uh, the, this company was the world's largest technology training company for children and he enjoyed corporate tie-ins with Microsoft, Intel, Lego, NASA, and many others. He, he's done like so many things. He had to drop out of school actually, um, I think he was telling me this story. We'll have to ask him about it on today's show, um, how he had to drop out of school like some graduate school because his business was doing so well he couldn't get the homework done or something. <laughs> It was kind of a funny thing. Um, so he's done all sorts of stuff. So let's just bring him on to the show so we can get all the good stuff because, you know, I could read his bio. It'll take me into next week before I get it done. So, Jim, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We are so excited. You're going to help us start our own business.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Heather. I greatly appreciate it. It is my honor to be with you.
2: So School for Startups, what a great concept. So, you know, as we think about brand new ventures, what, in your opinion, do you define entrepreneurship as?
1: Well, you know, I think if we were gonna play Family Feud and put the top three answers up on the board that most people would say entrepreneurship is, you know, creative people doing risky things that they are passionate about. And I would unfortunately disagree with all three of those big assertions, you know, creativity, risk and passion. I think so many people have or desperately, desperately want to be entrepreneurs but they're sitting on the sofa, they're sitting on the sidelines because they're saying, well, I can't take that risk right now, or I'm not a creative person, you know, I know I'm not very creative, so I won't be very good at this, or I just don't know what I'm passionate about. And so they're sitting there wasting their lives away as unhappy worker bees for somebody, for the man, as opposed to being an entrepreneur and creating their wealth and unlocking their wealth. And instead of unlocking their life, they're sitting there, and using these media-created, preconceived, yet incorrect ideas of entrepreneurship. And so what I want people to understand with the book is that you don't have to be creative to be an entrepreneur. It's great if you are, but you don't have to be. You don't have to take a bunch of risks. You don't have to be passionate about what you do. All you have to do is get off the sofa. (laughs) And so my wife, about two years ago, I challenged my wife to start a business. And on December 26th, she started a very simple, boring business. And if you ask what it is, I'll disappoint you because it's the least sexy business model in the world. Yet, however, in the first year, with $535 of investment, She created a business, and she bought a system, you know, one of these systems that you can buy, Heather, and made $68,000 in the first year while she is a full-time mother, has a full-time job. She cooks dinner every night. She happens to be pregnant right now, and so we had enough time to get her pregnant, Heather. You know what I mean? (laughs) You had um, some free
2: time on your hands, I see. So we had
1: some free time, and she made $68,000 while having a full-time job. So that's my message. You don't have to be creative. You can buy a system off the shelf. We're not passionate about that business. We're only passionate about the $68,000, and there was no creativity.
2: The risk was $535. That's not that bad. No, that's great. You know, I think about um, that term risk and people think of risk as scary, but risk has quality and gradations to it. Just because there is risk doesn't mean it's insurmountable. you know? I mean, I think about, you know, walking down the stairs, there's a risk every time you walk down the stairs that you'll fall. But do we think about that
1: risk? That's right. That's right. If you're willing to start a business for the same amount that you would take on a vacation. Right, if you were to go on vacation for a week to Disney, that's $5,000. That's the amount that you can start a business with. You know, this idea that you need a million dollars to start a business, well that's just simply not true. Lots of really great businesses have been started for under $500 and will be in the future. And so don't worry about the money sometimes a great business is started with
2: $500. Yeah, I I agree with you. So, you know, if um if people are willing to spend that much on their vacation, you know, uh you know, $5000 just to go to Disneyland, that seems for me but I don't have kids. So, <laughs> so, that seems like an ungodly amount of money to spend for for a week, but but if I'm willing to risk that, how do you um uh, show someone for that same investment, they can actually create an income stream that'll take them back to Disneyland for the rest of their lives. I mean, sixty eight thousand dollars is quite a few Disneyland trips.
1: Yes, it is, um, and you know, that's what we're all about. Actually, in the book um, that we had a McGraw Hill book that started school for startups, you know, started the brand name and all of that. At the end of the book, we have 40 businesses that you can create for under $5,000, and we spell out the entire business. Here's everything you need to do. You know, if you go on, there's this incredible website, I don't know if you've heard of it, called Google. And if you go on Google and type (laughs) in business models for under $5,000 or businesses to start for under $5,000, thousands of ideas will pop up you know? And so, again, that's to my point, that creativity is not necessarily an important piece of this. If you find a really cool thing that someone's doing in Seattle and you live in Phoenix, well, then do that in Phoenix, you know, copy. There's nothing wrong with copy borrowing or stealing a good business idea. You know, we have Hyatt and Hilton and Marriott and a whole bunch of other people that have these things called hotels, you know? There's nothing wrong with being another person in that space, you know? We're not trying to become billionaires, we're just trying to become people who, you know, make $300,000 a year and go to Disney three times a year, you know? Exactly.
2: My my husband says, why draw when you can trace?
1: I love it, I love it. (laughs) It kinda
2: speaks to that
1: I 100% agree. You know, there's no reason to wait on the sofa for God to strike you with some sort of creativity lightning bolt. It may never happen. If you want to be a business owner, go start a franchise. There's nothing wrong with owning a franchise. That's a great way to accumulate wealth and to unlock your wealth. Uh, Don't sit on the sofa because of these myths that people say that you have to be creative, you have to be risk taker. Or we haven't really talked about passion. You know, most people think you have to be passionate, Heather, about what you do. And I know that you are about real estate, and I know that you are about so many things. because you, know, you and I have talked before today. This isn't our first conversation. I know you're very passionate about these things. But I tell you, I have businesses, and I bet you do too, that I could really care less about. The only thing I really like about them is the income. Right? Yes, you know, I have I have a couple property. of investments
2: like that myself.
1: <laughs> you know, and so there's nothing wrong with that. And so I want people to get out off this preconceived tick that you've got to be in love with everything you do. If you're not passionate about something, you know, or you can't support yourself with your passion. My number one passion outside of my family is woodworking. Except I'm really horrible at it. And if I build a chair and you sit on it, it's going to collapse and you're going to hurt your butt, right? So I can't make a living but doing what I'm it. passionate about. you enjoy
2: Exactly.
1: But I, I like it, right. But you know what? I am willing to do things that are moral and mostly legal to make money that I'm not passionate about. I'm willing to do a lot of things that I like. Some things I do that I put up with, but they make enough money that they're worth doing.
2: Right. Well, when we get back from the break, I want to talk to you about systematizing your entrepreneurship or your startup and uh, figure out, you know, okay, I already have a full-time job and I want to be able to figure out, you know, when should I quit that? How do I know? And all of these other questions relating to actually getting started. You are listening to Jim Beach on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back with more after this.
3: Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. edition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation, 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420, or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com.
0: Welcome to the Unlock Your Wealth Update. Here's Heather Wagonhalls.
2: Today's Moneyism is from master promoter and showman P.T. Barnum. Money is a terrible master, but an excellent servant. This is so true. If you have ever been in debt and feel like you will never see the light of day at the end of the tunnel, this is exactly why. You should never be a slave to your own money. Time and again, because of our biology, we give in to the now, satisfying our desires for that instant gratification, only to be angry and resentful when we have to make the monthly payment. Maybe we've even broken that new gadget or stained the clothes we financed with a no interest and no payments for 90 days sales pitch. The fun wears off and we forget to pay the credit off and reap the rewards of special financing. You need to make your money work for you, not against you. You can pay interest or you can collect it. The choice is yours every time you pay with credit or borrow on stuff. For more great resources to help you create unlimited wealth and happiness, visit our website at crackingyourmoneycode.com. I'm Heather Wagonhals. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. Heather Wagonhals here from crackingyourmoneycode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 1225 during the Midday News Report on Corey's hometown radio. 1370 AM, WWCB.
3: Attention, passengers. Please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead.
0: Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success pattern Patterns of the highly successful people, and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the U.S. and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions.
3: Thank you for flying NLP Skills Training Institute.
2: Show. Everyone, you are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity. Heather Wagonhouse, joined by the maestro of Moolah, Michael Terry, and we are interviewing Jim Beach, and he is uh, the head honcho at School for Startups. And we've been talking about entrepreneurship before the break, and now, so you've got me excited. I'm ready to get off the couch. I'm taking my Disneyland vacation money, and I'm going to buy a program. Now, now, what do I do? How do I how do I do this?
1: Well, you know, it depends on the system. You, I'm not necessarily saying you have to buy a system. The first thing I want you to do is solve a problem, right? And so, if you can find a business that's going to solve a problem, that's a fantastic business, and you know that can be a very small thing. I love to tell the story of my co-author Chris Hanks. he, uh, We or the ones who wrote the School for Startups Book originally. And when he was in high school, he discovered that there were four florists in town all delivering to the hospital once a day. And he called the florist and said, I'll do your hospital deliveries for you. And he consolidated four people driving to the hospital every day to deliver flowers into one. And he got the business and was able to win the account because of that. You know, it's an example of an absolutely zero-risk business that he was able to start. It depends on, it doesn't depend on the system, it doesn't depend on anything, it depends on solving a problem, right? So if you can go out there and find a problem to solve, people will gladly throw their money at you. Now, if you can't do that, go out there and do what my wife does, you know, I haven't told you that yet. All she does is buys stuff at wholesale, and by stuff, I'm being very literal, it does not matter what it is, it does not make any difference at all what the merchandise is. She buys stuff that she can find at a trade show and sells it on Amazon. Well, that's the easiest business in the world. Amazon does all the marketing for her. Amazon does all of the uh, fulfillment for her Amazon does all of the financial things for her every two weeks she just gets a check in her checking account for the goods that she sold so if you know if you're out there listening and you say I want to be a business owner scroll down on Amazon to the very very bottom and in the middle it says make money with Amazon and fill that out in under five minutes and go out there and start a Amazon business you know there and there's hundreds of other examples of that as well of businesses that you can start with zero risk, zero creativity, and that the only thing you're going to be passionate about is the money.
2: So if I if I do this and and I, I follow the directions, what else do I have to worry about?
1: you know eventually, I hope that you get fired from your job, right? I would love it if you if you already have a job to keep it, right? Because that helps reduce your risk. And so, you know, uh, as you very well know, Heather, when you want to diversify your portfolio, you have as many income streams as possible, you invest in as many different types of real estate as possible, and you put some money in some other things as well, right? You diversify. And so I would hope that you keep your day job and you take up smoking, because I think smoking is a really great thing. I say that, of course, facetiously, what I do want you to do though, is be able to take a break every uh, two or three hours and go outside and have a cigarette, which I mean really is get on your phone and answer some of those important business emails, get some of that business done, Eventually, your boss is going to figure out that you're doing something else and fire you. That's when you should give up those benefits. You know, I love this thing called health insurance. It's a wonderful luxury to have in the world today. And if you have a job and have health insurance, I would recommend that you keep that and do your outside businesses until you either get fired or you're making so much money that it just makes no sense for you to... Go and you know go to work anymore. My first business that I ever started—this is interesting—I started it with under a thousand dollars, and the business was designed so that I could go back to graduate school and get another uh, graduate degree. So I was going to work three months a year and then go to school nine months a year. By the time that business was three years old. It was doing $6 million a year, and it made no sense for me to be in graduate school, and I quit.
2: Yeah. You quitter. <laughs> <laughs> Just think of what you could have been, Jim. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just think about That's good. it. <laughs> The grass is always greener.
2: Yes, in it way. is. Yes, it is. So, you know, my husband and I taught a, a course down in, at the University of Arizona in Tucson, and, and it was on entrepreneurship. And I know that you teach classes as well. And you did an experiment with your MBA class. Can you share that experience with us?
1: Well, it wasn't really an experiment. Um, I was just egotistical. I had, that business that I was telling you about uh, had just been sold with 700 employees. And so, you know, when you sell sell a business with 700 employees, your ego can get a little bit big. And I bet my class that I could start a business that semester and have it 100% cash flow positive and repay all startup capital within the semester. And they got to choose the country and the industry that I would start the business in. And if I failed, they all got A's. So that was the best. <laughs> I had to start a business where they all got A's. And the first time that I ever did this was right after 9-11. And so they thought Pakistan would be funny because it's you know, obviously not an easy country to import and export out of after 9 really? And they thought furniture would be interesting. So I had three and a half, four months to build a profitable Pakistani furniture company. Well, I won this bet 12 semesters in a row. Oh my gosh. from that, I was able to develop some rules. And those are the rules that I'm sharing with you today. Reduce your risk by starting with less than $5,000. You know, Um, you don't need to be creative. You know, if you think, if someone says, you have three months to start a Pakistani furniture company, you yeah, that's a fairly tough assignment. Uh, we were able to come up with something that I think was an incredibly non-creative, yet still pretty creative solution. I had seen, Heather, at a flea market in Santa Barbara, a very nice piece of luggage, which was obviously made out of an old Persian rug that someone had cut up and made like a handbag out of, type thing, right? hmm And... I was like, that's a beautiful piece of luggage, and I had wanted to buy it, but it was like seven hundred dollars, and I couldn't afford it because I'm a poor entrepreneur, and so I had to, you know, walk away from it. But when it came time for me to build furniture, I was like, you know, what? What do we know that Pakistan has? That you know, what's their most local commodity, best known commodity? Well, Persian rugs, beautiful rugs, furniture. What if we just took those old rugs that we could buy at flea markets in downtown? Karachi. It cut those up and made them into the fabric on a beautiful chair or a beautiful love seat or a three-person sofa. So instead of having brand new fabric, you had a 100-year-old Persian rug that was soft, subtle, and beautifully worn as the fabric on your state, or not state-of-the-art, but your work of art. You know, there's no other piece of furniture like this, it goes next to your dry stack stone fireplace in your Aspen, you know, mega mansion. You know, that was the product that we came up with. Um, that's not that creative. You know, it's just taking their number one commodity and putting it on a piece of furniture or something. But nevertheless, we were able to win the bet. And it was a great little business. We were able to sell enough of them before they arrived in the United States to win the bet because it was. You know, not that expensive. As I remember, it was four hundred and fifty dollars to get one of those imported into the United States, one chair, mm-hmm. and they sold in the range of two thousand, three thousand dollars each because they were each a work of art, right? And so we sold it that way. And so here's another good lesson: we didn't have to sell very many to become profitable, right? We didn't have to sell, but like two or three chairs to become profitable. My friend Joey Tatum started a bar in an old barber shop. It's an absolute dive. And then someone came in across the street and spent $2 million to start a, one of those brewery places. How many beers did Joey Tatum have to sell to get profitable? <laughs> you know, 12. You know, if he sold, 12 a, if he sold a keg, you know, exactly. Whereas the guy across the street had to sell 400,000 beers to become profitable.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Wow, what a great story and a great challenge for your students. So uh, if folks want to take a class, get your book, listen to your radio show, where can people find you to get more School for Startups, Jim?
1: Well, that's exactly it, schoolforstartups.com. Um, I am on Twitter at Entrepreneur Jim, um, but the best place is schoolforstartups.com. Absolutely everything originates from there. The entire universe circles around schoolforstartups.com, dot Heather.
2: Oh yes, you know what? I I can feel Unlock Your Wealth Radio it, it, it polarizing right now as we're in orbit. <laughs>
1: I greatly appreciate your time and thank you so much for sharing with your audience.
2: Oh, the pleasure was mine. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can visit Jim's show page and get all the linky links to his good stuff. Stay tuned. We've got the keys to riches, moneyisms, and money dramas all on Unlock Your Wealth Radio right after this.
3: Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation 1-866-966-9420 that toll free number again is one 866 9420 or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com
2: i'm in the wagon halls too much month left over at the end of the money tired of paying off debt like a slave then tune in to my one minute update on the jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation and for more tips visit crackingyourmoneycode.com
3: Engine passengers, please fasten your seatbelts as we are in for some turbulent weather ahead.
0: Bill Thomason is the Valley's premier business coach. Bill can help you ride out the turbulence your business may encounter. Bill Thomason is the America's premier executive coach and strategist. Bill can help you create the life you will love living. Over more than a quarter century, Bill has helped thousands of people just like you to achieve success beyond what they had imagined. Now is the best time you will ever have to decide what you want and to take powerful action toward achieving the outcomes you desire in your life. Bill has studied the success patterns of the highly successful people and he has provided coaching and training programs to small business people and to top Fortune 500 executives across the US and Canada. Now you can benefit from Bill's experience. If you are like most people, you may just need the professional encouragement a coach can give and a real plan for creating the outcomes you say you want in life. Call Bill now, 602-321-7192 to schedule executive coaching sessions.
3: Thank you for fine NLP Skills Training Institute.
0: Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life.
2: Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, how the wagon hauls with the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry. And let's get into some money drama. It seems like debt has been something we keep coming up against in today's show.
0: Very dramatic. Experience.
2: It is. And our money is being money is a terrible master, but an excellent servant teaches us so well in one statement how important it is that we are in control of our money and not allowing our money to control us. Right. But when we relinquish control by borrowing from others, we set ourselves up for slavery.
1: Yeah. Big time.
2: And, and it doesn't work well with the brain. Because the brain is all about instant gratification. And so if we've already received the benefit for whatever it is, we're like on to the next thing and we're not thinking about the benefit we already received. Now we've got to go work and pay for that without that delay of gratification where it's the carrot at the stick end of the stick dangling and we'll receive it after we pay our dues for the hard work. We've already gotten it up front. And so it, it's, the luster wears off. It's
0: so defeating.
2: I know. And, and part of the problem is that we get into this debt cycle mentality. And so when we finally accomplish the payoff of the debt, then we go out and rack up more because now we feel entitled to celebrate it and we do the same doggone right. thing we just did. And it kind of plays into our, our moolah word you know, of consolidating debt. All we're doing is repackaging our bad mistakes. Yeah. You know, I mean, outside of the education example, because that yeah technically makes sense. But, you know, if you think about it, if, if we can't afford to pay cash for something at the end of the week or the end of the month, we shouldn't be buying it. If we're financing our gamos over time, then we really need to evaluate we're living beyond our means because there's only 100 pennies to every dollar right
0: Right.
2: And so if you're spending 110 pennies for every dollar, you're losing money. Oh yeah, you know and then and then if you have to pay for that privilege, now you're paying uh, interest on top of that extra 10 cents you spent mm-hmm. over your 100 pennies. And so now we've got something that starts spiraling out of control. And so we need to take back that control. And I think that that's part of what works so well in our uh, break the budget key, where we deliberately say, okay, I can have this, satisfy that inner curmudgeon that really needs that instant gratification. I can have this. I'm just choosing to have it later. So I'm not saying no, I'm just saying not right now. I can revisit this later, and then you can continue to defer it by acknowledging, yes, you could have it, giving yourself permission to have it, but just choosing to have it at a later time. And you can even specify that that's how we create goals. Yeah. You know, so instead of saying, I'm not going to have it now, I'm going to have it in two weeks from now or two months from now and set it up as something that we can work toward. And number one, we're going to feel so much better about it when we do get it because and the luster will linger from from the newness of the object when we've earned it versus the instant gratification you got to have it now. And it's never more obvious than when you give an entitled child something and they play for it with it for like 5 minutes until they break it or they lose it. And then they're on to like the next thing. But if you make a kid earn something, oh my gosh, the turn The turnabout is 180 degrees different. They take care of it. They manicure it. They baby it. They make sure that nobody messes with it. And all of a sudden there's a sense of ownership and a pride that lasts longer because they earned it versus just receiving something. And that's kind of what happens with the whole credit card thing. We're usurping the earning Mm -hmm. and we're saying, okay, I'm going to have a gratification now. And then I'm going to pay for it later. But then, you know, we get mad at the credit card companies. Well, they're charging so much in interest. But you were the one that agreed to pay it. Yeah. You know, where is our responsibilities to the obligation that we made? And it just becomes a vicious cycle. And so what we have to do is really work to avoid debt. And if we have non-productive debt, and that's the frivolous debt where we're financing our lunches and our Ferragamos and all of that stuff.
0: Yeah, because there's good debt. Yeah. It was yeah. Business, business debt. Isn't
2: it? There's business debt, you know, inventory debt. There is leverage when you buy investment real estate, when you uh, lend on collateralized assets. So there's all kinds of great debt to have because that debt is making you money. It's paying for itself right. and there's some left over. Woohoo! Right. right. So that's the great thing about about sensible leverage. And if we are so mired in frivolous debt, we're not going to have any room for desirous debt. For the good stuff, yeah. Yeah, so what we need to do is focus on eliminating frivolous debt. And getting ourselves positioned financially with the appropriate amount of savings and debt to income ratios that we can afford to take on the good debt that will make us more money. So that's it for our money drama. For this week's key, I'm so excited, dreams with deadlines. woohoo! The fun begins because this is where we allow ourselves to run wild. And so to speak with the hopes and dreams and aspirations, because this is where anything is possible. And what we need to do is actually pick one thing, or two or three things that we want to make possible and then use our goal achievement strategy to make it successful. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, the keys to riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that not only teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money, it also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one key at a time, one week at a time here at Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And our dreams with deadlines key is where the fun begins, because now we're creating our purpose and our reason for earning and achieving. And this goal achievement strategy is not a goal setting strategy because it has accountability factored in. And we work through that throughout the entire Keys to Riches process. And it starts with today. And what we need to do is we kind of got to fake out our brain because we have this crazy curmudgeon that's all about instant gratification. And so we have to figure out how we keep him engaged while we are trying to achieve these long-term goals. That's why we usually don't achieve our long-term goals is because we can't stay in the game. So we have to create a system where we can have these little small victories and be able to celebrate those and still keep our eye on the prize while still living in the moment for today and being as present as possible. So the way we do that is we don't go too far out because as it is, goal setting is kind of an intangible sort of thing because what is financial security? It's different for everybody and it's something intangible. It's abstract. It's a concept. It's not like, oh, there's an apple over there and I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat it. It's not something tangible. So it's it's harder to stay engaged and enthused about. And oh, you know, I I read this quote today by Zig Ziglar and I loved it. And it says that um, motivation... Is like showers; they wear off, and you have to take another one. <laughs> so, motivation yeah. is something that you always have to be constantly doing. It doesn't, you know, it, it wears like a shower does. Yeah, you know, so you have to stay motivated, and it's a constant thing. You know, it's it's like you know people expect relationships to always have that in love new feeling, and yeah. it's not meant to. Yeah, it's 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 meant to run its course because ideally that warm and fuzzy feeling of being in love is about you know a uh, higher power getting us to procreate and populate the universe. Yeah, yeah. So so that's what that's all about. That's not in love. I that's, folks, yeah. yeah, yeah, that that lovely chemical feeling wears off. And so you have to create another level of love, a deeper deeper sense of love. And just like that, we have to create a different level of motivation in order to achieve our goals. So first we have to figure it out what it is that we want, and then we can break it down into smaller bite-sized chunks with our plan backwards philosophy. And one of the things that I learned early on when I was in sales as a selling technique was that. This concept called reduce it to the ridiculous. And so when uh, I was selling solar hot water heaters and they were $10,000 a pop to stick these things on your roof you weren't buying something that was $10,000 a pop. For 67 cents a day, you could take unlimited hot water showers. That's what I was selling. It just happened to be a $10,000 sale of which I got my commission on, but your cost, or at least what I was telling you is only 67 cents a day. So what if we took our goals and broke them down to something so ridiculous that we can't say no to, that we have to do? So that's what we're going to do is instead of using it as a selling technique, we're going to take, reduce it to the ridiculous and make it a savings technique. So you're going to make your goals so small and so bite-sized in morsel that we don't even notice them as being something inescapable or unachievable. We're going to break them down and then we're going to take action each and every day and we're going to follow up and follow up. And then it'll lead us to our key where we get to practicing the three R's, which is review, revise, and recommit, which is the final stage of our goal achievement strategy. And so what we need to do is just break them down each and every week into smaller, bite-sized, manageable chunks. Now, for your key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, please visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com, where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhals. Now go out and unlock your wealth today.
0: UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagenhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2015 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches financial wellness series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.